August really turned into one of my busiest fucking months in forever. From reunions to get-togethers to draft guides to cancellations on Twitter. Tonight, I'm recording in the actual doghouse. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And for the time being, over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Woo! Busy fucking month. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, Where are we starting? Because this is going to be one hell of a podcast. We're going to be going uh, through some stuff, talking about some issues uh, in the world of fantasy Twitter. All while I am updating everybody's tier rankings for this weekend. Uh, Just in case you have some, you know, drafts. Because this is like the official fantasy football draft weekend. My apologies if it sounds a little bit noisy in the background. Like I said, I'm out in the actual doghouse. That is my refurbished garage. Uh, Have the fans on because it is hot as fuck out. It is hot as fuck in Wisconsin. Holy shit, and I, I know it's hot as hell everywhere else around the country, but man, man, we need that reprieve, and apparently it's coming this next week, so hopefully that hits sooner rather than later. First things first, uh, let's see, good lord, we're almost three weeks since had my uh, 25th high school reunion, Sock Prairie, Wisconsin, shout out to everybody there for uh, your support. Uh, both listening to the podcast and just in general uh, the well wishes on just doing what I enjoy doing. I appreciated everybody's uh, positivity on there, uh, even though I am pretty much the biggest asshole in the world. Um, I love it. If you love me being an asshole, (laughs) there's plenty more where that's fucking coming from. Uh, Let's see. Just under two weeks ago, I was in Canton, Ohio for the Fantasy Football Expo. I uh, got to visit the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame. That was that was amazing. Amazing. Uh, if you love football, you love football history, that is definitely a place to go visit, even if you just take a day. Just take the day, spend the night. There's plenty of great places to stay around Canton. Uh, it's actually Canton's... Not a terrible, uh, not a terrible town. I was expecting it to be just, I don't know, old, and it did have that kind of that feel, that old timey feel to it. Um, but you know, in a modern way, a beautiful park that we went to on that Saturday night, uh, big old party. Um, just, I mean, just a gorgeous park had had basically like an astroturf 
uh, grass inlet, uh, big-ass television outside where people could watch the Cleveland Browns preseason game. Um, I guess on the weekends they'll watch the Browns games and the Ohio State Buckeyes games, you know, as much as I don't like the Buckeyes. Look, that's pretty cool. All for free. Sit out there, hang out with your families. There's a nice bar there to drink at. Great. Wonderful. Uh, I had my second official draft that weekend. Uh, It was draft night out. That is on fan tracks. I may or may not go over that one. Um, Fun time hanging out with people that... Which was... I was hanging out with people that I have actually drafted with before. Um, Don Kirchin, um, who was there, he was actually part of the 10-year anniversary, uh, Sirius XM anniversary draft, uh, Lister League draft. He was uh, voted most passionate uh, Sirius XM Lister. Great to meet him. It was funny because uh, Sally, his wife, um, had actually followed on Twitter for probably at least a year or two just because she was always uh, commenting on stuff, especially I think, believe it was Fantasy Alarm. Uh, really nice well, really nice couple. Um, met a whole bunch of people from around the industry. Uh, got together with a bunch of people. Uh, that I know within the industry, Bob Harris, Jeff Radcliffe. Um, finally got to meet Sandro, the producer over at SiriusXM. Uh, who else was there? Mike Clay from ESPN. Got to meet him. Really nice guy. Uh, Brad Evans was there. Got to meet him for the first time. Met Michael Fabiano for the first time uh, from Sports Illustrated. Really nice, really nice to meet the people, kind of put the voices to, or, you know, put a face to the voices. So, really cool experience, really good time. Uh, Big thanks to Bob Long, uh, who is over at, actually, uh, drroto.com now, um, for putting the event together. Uh, Just really well done job. The expo was fun, got to meet a lot of... uh, other new people within the industry, you know, not quite as high as, say, the Hall of Famers and stuff like that, but still, great people within the industry, a lot of love for Dynasty Fantasy Football, which is something that I've really wanted to get into, uh, but it's difficult to find enough people interested in doing something on a year-to-year basis, a lot of work involved, take, taking care of your teams. Um, Dynasty is one of those things where it can take you a couple of years to really, really uh, get a good team going and keep it strong for a couple of years where it's competitive enough to actually win the top prize in those leagues. So it's something I've wanted to do uh, maybe next year, uh, be able to get involved in there. There's a bunch of people that are uh, really involved with Dynasty uh, really good websites that got to take a look at. So that is definitely, definitely something of interest for me. Oh, uh, what can we talk about? What can we talk about? Oh, let's see. Let's see. We're having the whole 
discussion on Twitter again about um, terminology within the fantasy community. I mentioned this before about the whole uh, auction league slash salary cap league terminology. Salary, salary cap league is what the FSGAs wanted to have auction leagues uh, basically called. Uh, they basically started to uh, cater to the woke culture of... <coughs> pardon my allergies have kicked up the last week, but uh, catered to the woke culture of, you know, auctions mean that um, <laughs> basically auctions, you know, you're selling, you're selling players, which means that you're looking at basically a slave type uh, terminology or whatnot. So they don't want to bought, owned, owner, and all that type of shit. We've talked about this, that it, it's just complete horse shit. Um, I've shown this. I said it before. I've, I've shown this to friends, coworkers of mine who, you know, let's, let's just face it. They're black, right? So... You know, and I, I, I know the whole joke, you know, oh, white guy, ooh, yeah, of course the white guy's like my black friends. Oh, yeah. And, and completely acting like your fucking black friends are less than their black friends just because they didn't say that you talked to a black person, which to me is completely fucking racist, but I, I don't know. That's just me. But I talked to them, I, I've talked to them before, about this, I've shown them the terminologies and stuff you know that are being used, and the general consensus has come to this. The response, the main response I got was, "You people have way too much fucking time on your hands to be worrying about this shit, and to think." that the black community is actually going to get all a fucking up in arms about this. What this is, is fucking pandering with all the equality stuff out there, which, listen, everybody should have an equal shot at everything, right? As long as you're willing to work for everything. As long as you're willing to work for stuff. Now there's basic human rights, of course, everybody's entitled to. But... To think that a group of people is going to get really pissed off about this because because a, fa- a fucking fantasy football game is equivalent to the atrocities of fucking slavery. Get the fuck out of here. You're doing nothing but trying to pander to a fucking some type of fucking... Uh, collective group of people that are sitting there bitching and whining about shit every fucking day. Sitting there. Just... This sucks. My life sucks. Meh. Uh, I need this. We want... I want this. And then... The funny thing is, is that they'll sit there and fucking 
try and get this shit going, right? Piss people off. Uh, just basically, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the lack of a better term, but um, they're trying to get their point across. Like, they're the fucking good guy, and they're trying to get this shit going, you know, for a positive cause, which, I mean, if you are... That's fine. I mean, if you're really that fucking offended about shit, uh, a certain thing in the world, I get it. But then what happens is you're going to piss somebody off. Whether it's right or wrong, you're going to piss somebody off. And what are they going to find? They're going to find something within your, especially on Twitter, because apparently everybody's fucking stupid and can't, erase shit or let alone just not fu- not think to not fucking tweet something incredibly disrespectful or racist in their past and get fucking caught have it shown for the whole fucking world to see or the world of whoever the fuck really cares to see and they get themselves fucking canceled. Because they don't think shit through. We had a social media manager that was hired over at FTN. I mean, I'm every. And it, if people who are just fi- who just found the fucking podcast a couple weeks ago in Canton, let's just let's just play this shit straight. Steffi Smalls, who was was the social media manager for FTN, hired God, I think maybe two weeks before this shit blew up, two three weeks. She had been being propped up throughout the fantasy industry, which it is what it is. I thought it was really curious that the following the follower count got really high exponentially in a short amount of time. But it, who who am I to fucking argue? Who am I to? I'm not going to take the time to go investigate something if I think it's suspicious. It, it is what it is. But gets hired by FTN as a social media manager. And then never apparently checked her background on Twitter. If you're going to hire somebody to do your social media managing, do all your social media for your company, wouldn't you think you would do a background check through their social media to see if there was anything that maybe was less than desirable? I think I would. I think I would. Because then you would have found the old tweets where she used the N-word. Said some other disparaging shit about black people. Black men in particular. Used the derogatory F-word for homosexuals.
and didn't think that she was going to get caught? They didn't think... Go back and look. You hire a fucking person for that if you think you needed... You think you were so big that you needed a fucking social media manager, you would think you would have fucking went back and found it. Or I'm saying looked for it. Instead, like I said, she had been looking at other people and had been working towards canceling them. If you fucking say that she didn't, you're 100% lying to yourself. I didn't really pay any fucking attention to it because I don't really care. You want to cancel each other out, go fucking cancel each other out. It's none of my fucking business. I'm not out here to fucking cancel anybody. Do I say shit on Twitter? Just in happenstance of, oh my God, these shitty takes that I'm reading, you know, stuff towards that and make a fucking comment, make a funny comment, leave a fucking gif, uh, uh, make a meme for it. Yeah, I do. Nobody fucking likes them. Or at least they want to fucking like them, but they know that they better not fucking hit that, hit that little heart on there. There's something about just teasing people, just having fun, not, not doing it in a demeaning way. That's kind of how I do it. We need to be nice to people. People have feelings. We're a little bit more touchy-feely nowadays, which if you want to do that, that's fine. You don't have to be with me. I'm a fucking 44-year-old man. I've gone through the trials of life. I'm fucking divorced. I've heard disparaging things about me. It's fine. The funny part about the whole Steffi Smalls thing is, and I think it's unfortunate that she said those things, um, you know, which cost her basically a possible promising future within the fantasy sports community, to be honest with you. I mean, she is dead to the fantasy football community. The higher-ups. The people who are actually in fucking charge. Now, you could say that there's all these different small businesses in there, but there, there's, there's the quote-unquote Illuminati up there, right? They're the ones that actually control fucking everything <coughs> behind the scenes. Not like the whole conspiracy of real life, but... Um, There's no fucking way. No fucking way. You come back from that. Because nobody's going to fucking hire you. You have that on your record now. You're done. You're better off trying to fucking find something else. Sorry. But then, like, three fucking days later... The people who were supposedly upset about what she had said... Because they were, a, you know, a person of color. So I took them for their word how bad they were about it and whatnot. 
a couple people started trying like they were fucking propping her up again. Now I could have I could have read it wrong. That's totally fucking possible. But there was a couple fucking people that acted like they were so pissed off on Sunday about it, and then Tuesday, all of a sudden it was like a complete one fucking eighty. What the fuck is it? I know you all want to be the fucking get along gang out there. But I'm telling you this. You all think you're fucking friends on Twitter. You all think you're fucking friends. Your best fucking friends. They're so nice. They're so great. You don't fucking know somebody just off social media. And I implore you. I implore you. You can be nice to people. You don't have to be a dick. But at the same fucking time, watch your goddamn back. And watch the people that you're hanging around with. There are wolves in sheep's clothing at every fucking turn. And I hate to say that. I really wish the world of fucking social media was all, you know, you know, hand in hand. We all love each other. We're all skipping along. We all get along. I love you. You love me. But it's not. There's people out there that get fucking jealous of shit. Be careful. If you got a problem with somebody on Twitter, just fucking walk away from them. Or however you do at a fucking keyboard. You don't all have to be fucking friends. If a person fucking bothers you, handle the shit. I don't care if you DM them. Just be like, look, I don't really like the comments that you're leaving towards me. And I'd like to ask you to stop. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to, you know, block, mute. Mute's the best thing because they don't even know that they're fucking muted. Block, the, you, know, you, know, you know that you're fucking blocked. These people want to get into arguments and fucking can't try and cancel each other. Because of the thing, they don't like the things that other people say. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I've been called many a name on Twitter in fucking real life. Guess what? Walk away. The bigger person just fucking walks away. Instead of getting into that fight. And you sit there and say, I don't need this shit. You're right. You don't. So why stand there and take it while trying to deliver it? And maybe you do a shit job of it. Maybe you're not capable of talking shit with somebody back and forth. Without getting caught up in your feelings. You don't have to. You don't have to. Man, oh man. 
Man, oh man, my voice is fucking hoarse as shit. It was a long day today. But that's my two cents. Oh, outside of, uh, I didn't finish this. So, <laughs> the whole Steffi Smalls thing uh, with FTN is, it, it's a funny, it's a funny fucking karma story. Because four years ago, I was, suppo- uh, apparently I was supposed to be, Become the social media manager for uh, the Elite Mafia over at um, Elite Fantasy. And uh, the only reason I did not get that job was apparently because Kevin Adams, at, who was over there at the time, uh, was either unsure of me. Uh, being able to handle it or just didn't have any trust in me doing it or whatnot. Um, you know, I never really, but the thing of it was, was like all of a sudden, like I never got any mention, you know, about it. And I was like, Hey, what's going on with it? It's all right. If you don't want me to be it, um, just, it'd be nice to, to, to know. And then I found out a year later that it was Kevin that made the ultimate decision that I wasn't going to get that job. And uh, that's the motherfucker that hired Steffi Swalls over at FTN. And that's the motherfucker that got egg on his face. And that's the motherfucker that I'm going to tell you. Uh, that That's uh, four years of backed up karma, motherfucker. Four years of backed up karma. And you fucking know it. I don't give a shit if anybody fucking tells you that I said this. I don't give a fuck. Because nobody's fucking canceling me. At all. Nobody. Any which way. So, let's see here. We got to get going on these tier ranking sheets. Let's see here. So we're looking at the quarterbacks. I hope everybody enjoyed the draft guide. If you have not gotten it, um, if you've not received it, uh, you can DM me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, at, like I said, at RoyDog underscore 13. You can DM me over there. If we're friends on Facebook, you're more than welcome to hit me up on Instant Messenger. All I need is your email address. Just let me know why you're sending me your email address. Um, because especially on Instagram, I'm getting these Insta whores over there. Uh, you know, the fake bots over there just like, Hey, handsome. And I'm just like, Oh, holy shit. You are not a real person because have you looked at me? Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, just hit me up, get you the draft guide. The tier rankings in there are going to be the first, uh, we're going to be last week's tier rankings. I'm currently working on, um, chart number two. Uh, the updated ones for this weekend, so you all have them up for uh, your weekend's drafts. So uh, let's see. Let's take a look here at quarterbacks. Uh, tier one, we're still going to have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, tier two, we are going to have Kyler Murray. I'm moving Dak Prescott up into tier two. Uh, we've gotten good reports on him. I'm still not going to put him back in his spot at QB3. Um, uh, but I will leave him in between Murray and Jackson in Tier 2. Herbert still makes Tier 2 right on the back end. 
Tier 3 will continue. Oh, no, we moved Dak up, uh, which is going to move Aaron Rodgers down to the top of Tier 3 with Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Uh, Tier 4, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. (coughs) Tier 5. Let's take a look here because we need to really take a look here. Um, I'm going to tell you what. I like Kirk Cousins still, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like Sam Darnold, where they're at. But I am going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to, for the first time, I'm going to show Tua Tagovailoa a little bit of love. We're going to move him right above Sam Darnold, or right below Sam Darnold, uh, right above Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. Then you'll have Matt Ryan. Uh, let's see here. No, we need to move Ben Roethlisberger up. He's looked pretty fucking good. Um, they're getting him in them quick drops, although I don't like that he's hanging the ball up when he's throwing it downfield on the longer throws. Um, I'm going to slip him in right behind Baker Mayfield. It's still like a five-spot rise, so that's not too bad. Dan and Jones, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, whoo! Woo! Keeping him down there, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to move Carson Wentz and Derek Carr above Trevor Lawrence. We're going to move the rookie down. Okay. Uh, tier six. This will be the last tier. Uh, leave Justin Fields and Trey Lance, although. We're not going to move Jameis Winston. We're going to leave him there. We're going to move Taysom Hill down. Um, na, 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 na. Uh, we're going to move him down below Drew. Well, no, hold on. We're going to move, keep him right above Drew Locke. And let's see. We've got a couple of quarterbacks in here that we kind of like. Zach Wilson, I kind of really fucking like him. I might actually, I'm actually moving Zach Wilson up. I'm actually moving Zach Wilson up above Fields and Lance. If you don't like it, that's fine. You can draft within the tier. Uh, Wilson's looked pretty good this preseason. Yeah, it hasn't been against full-on starters, but I mean, he's, I mean, when you look at his fucking mechanics and what he's doing when he's scanning the field, he's looked really fucking good. Uh, Mac Jones, I am going to temporarily move up here right behind Jameis Winston and right in front of Jared Goff. We're going to move Cam Newton down uh, because all signs are pointing to Mac Jones to open the season. Don't fully know it yet, but... This is really only going to affect you in a two-quarterback league, super flex. Uh, we have to move Teddy Bridgewater up. Uh, you know what? We're going to put Teddy Bridgewater at the top of Tier 6. We're going to put him above the rookies. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a good offense. We like the wide receivers. We like the tight end. We like the running backs. So... He's got to be successful if we like everything else. Um, He's definitely uh, QB2. 
right now. So super flex, uh, spot starter for single single QB leagues. Uh, let's see our tier of the forgotten. See if we need to move anybody up here. I don't think so. I think we're pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Andy Dalton. Christ, I guess he's got to go. He's got to go up there by Deshaun Watson. I should have moved him up there. Pretty much the tier of the forgotten. I didn't move any of them uh, from where they were in their ranks, but. Uh, that technically is not right. I should move them up a little bit. So there's our new tier rankings now for quarterbacks. I'm going to have to save this here. Make sure we got that. And we're going to move on to running backs. Granted, this, this podcast might go a little over an hour with me doing all this, but it'll be worth it. Oh, running backs, what to do, what to do. Oh, let's see here. We got Christian McCaffrey, Tier 1. He's obvious, number one. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Austin Eckler for me in Tier 2. I know the Austin Eckler one is not going to be popular. Tier 3, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. That looks good. Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson in t- start tier four. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I think I'm going to move a couple spots down. I think I'm actually going to give Najee Harris, Joe Mixon a nod here, moving Clyde Edwards-Alaire below Mixon. But right above J.K. Dobbins. Woo, DeAndre Swift. What am I going to do with you? Oh, man. I can't have a guy who might not start the season there. So we're going to move you down. We're going to put you. Fuck. going to move him behind Miles Sanders and Chris Carson. But I think I'm going to still keep him. Oh, shit. I erased it. Whoops. Still keep him above David Montgomery. I'm worried about Damian Williams and Chicago behind him might be taking a lot of those passes. DeAndre Swift still has a lot of uh, has, has the quote unquote upside just because should be playing from behind. Swift will be involved in the passing game a lot, but he's going to have that slower start. So move him back, move him back. Move him back. Let's see here. Well, Darrell Henderson, we're going to have to move you back. Travis Etienne. Hold on. Let's take care of him first. He is on IR. He is done. So we'll have to get him out. He's going to move to the land of the forgotten. Tier of the Forgotten. Boop. Now, a tier of the Forgotten you can use if you got deeper leagues, too. So just keep be aware of that, okay? Uh, Daryl Henderson, we're moving you back because the acquisition of... Oh, 
God, with the acquisition of Sony Michelle, this is going to move him back. How far back, though? I'll tell you what, I'm going to put him right behind Miles Gaskin in tier six. That could actually be more. Sony Michelle was actually in tier eight. He was a guy to look at. I was curious about him. I had him above James White. Now that he is in L.A., I hate to do this to you, but I am going to put him right above Daryl Henderson. That changes team here. He is now with the Rams. So there we go. We do that. We need to figure out a spot for Ramondre Stevenson, who now moves up out of the tier of the Forgotten. He's going to be a backup. To be honest with you, I like him right in front of Damian, or right behind Damian Williams. Eh, I could probably put him in front. Xavier Jones is going to get knocked down. Now he is going to be uh, fuck, he's going to go behind James White. Latavius Murray's on the verge of fucking being cut, so I'm going to put him in the land of the forgotten. Let's not worry about him. Cut. Land of the forgotten, thank you. Um, need to look at Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard is going to move up. I'm going to put him right behind McKissick. Javian Hawkins was cut, so we need to denote that. So he gone. Cadre Allison needs to get moved up. We put him right behind Gio. Whoop. God damn it. Hitting all the wrong buttons. Stop it. Alright, so we got Cadre Allison up. Uh, Jake Funk, good. We could keep him down there. Fucking douchebag. Uh, Raymond Calais, he is gone. He was an IR cut for LA. Uh, Jeremy McNichols technically should be up. Carlos Hyde actually moves up now. We need to move him up to the end, but I probably would put him maybe behind Samaj P. Ryan. See if there's any other guys down here that we like. No. Like Khalil Herbert, but not yet. He's a guy that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, Carry on Johnson was cut. Jamar Jefferson, I like too, out of uh, Detroit. But he's still not a guy that you want to try and draft. So many people on fucking J.J. Taylor. I don't know why. Doesn't deserve it. 
I guess actually maybe as a third maybe he's worth moving up but not in front of Kyle Juszczyk I'd rather fucking draft Kyle Juszczyk how's that I fucking said it Darwin Thompson is ready to get cut alright so let's get back up here into tier 8 um Pardon me. Man, Devin Singletary has actually looked really fucking good. I think I actually kind of like him above Tony Pollard, to be honest with you. It's not saying much, but... um, Well, Jamal Williams has to move up. He has to move up into Tier 6 from Tier 7. Uh... With uh, DeAndre Swift not looking good for week one. Could be hampered for the start of the season. So we got to do that. We got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, let's see here. Ronald Jones, Kenny Drake. I'm okay with that. That tier's all right. Tier six. Looks pretty good. All right, so we got our we got our RBs done, got our new tiers there. So we're gonna move on to wide receivers. Uh, this one I have two fucking delete these, delete. Thank you. I had copies of Michael Gallup and Elijah Moore in there, so I apologize for that one. That was my fault. All right, let's look at our tiers up here. Adams and Hill in tier one, that's good. Hopkins, Ridley, Diggs, Metcalf, Jefferson, Keenan Allen in tier two. And yes, I did move him above A.J. Brown. Uh, But A.J. Brown leads tier three. Terry McLaurin, they're just... I love them. I love them both. I love A.J. Brown and I love Terry McLaurin. The problem is that they're a little bit still too boomer bust. Uh, Fitzpatrick might fix that with McLaurin this year. Uh, But with Tannehill, who knows? Um, It's all going to come down really to Julio Jones. Um, I like the the offense. I like what they can do. But it's kind of a wait and see. But still, I mean, top of the tier three. Um, basically being, what, my wide receiver 10. I mean, it's respectable. It's still a wide receiver 1. So, uh, But then we got C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper. Um, no, remember with that, too. Um, I like Cooper's value, you know, apex behind C.D. Lamb. Uh, you won't have the updated... ADP with these, uh, just plain and simple. Uh, I'm not gonna take the time to do this when I'm trying to get DFS all set up for everybody. Uh, there's no real reason to. Um, you should have been doing enough best ball drafts and stuff, anyways. Uh, the tier rankings are going to be accurate and uh, more than accurate for your drafts. Um, give you give you the edge that you need, even without ADP. So. Uh, let's see here. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson. 
actually, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick Deontay in front of Mike Evans. I love Mike Evans, too. One of my favorite players, but got to do it. Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, like those. Uh, tier 5, Julio Jones, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy. <clears throat> I honestly kind of like Ayuk, Judy, and, Robin, and An- Robbie Anderson more than Jamar Chase. problem is that people will not look at that. They will not look at the ADP on there and see how much better of a value that you can get for, like, say, Judy and Anderson here. Um, I'm going to leave it. I think it's still a good spot for Chase. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett. God, I kind of want to drop Kenny Galladay down. In fact, I might. I'm going to move him right above Odell. And right behind T. Higgins. Uh, Odell, Juju Smith-Schuster. I love Juju. I, I, I like Juju a lot. If you can't get Deontay Johnson, Juju would be my next... Uh, Steeler to get. I'm not on this whole Chase Claypool thing. Um, and you're going to save about six picks worth of space with Schuster. You really have to look at that ADP. Some of them will move up a little bit, but it all depends on the player itself. So, uh, Cortland Sutton, fine. Debo Samuel, okay. Devonta Smith, yes. Tier 7. Chark, Boyd, Claypool. Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, and then Michael Thomas at the bottom of Tier 7. It's about right. It's about right where you need him. Uh, Let's see here. Michael Gallup, Elijah Moore, the rookie, uh, who is not playing this weekend. So he's going to get ready for the season. means he's going to be playing a lot. Mike Williams. God damn it. I've got to drop him down. No fucking way. No fucking way. Got that hip. You're moving to the top of tier nine. So you got Gallup, Moore, Fuller. LaVisca, Chenault actually should move up. Actually, where I've got him, he's fine. Right above Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown. Getting hell of a value. Hell of a value on him. You can get him about the 12th round, to be honest with you. He's dropping. Uh, Darnell Mooney, bottom of Tier 8. All right, Tier 9. Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, Devontae Parker, Marquez Callaway, <coughs> which is right about where you needed, where you needed to draft him. He's going to go probably a little bit earlier. Uh, he's going to go somewhere around round 9, round 10. Uh, Diami Brown, who I'm high, 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 high on. Marvin Jones, Jalen Waddell. 
Um, who's going to go a little bit earlier, too. He's going to be about a 9-10. He's going to go right about where Parker's going. Um, Russell Gage, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, who I kind of want to take a shot on. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Then he got, I think this is the last tier, tier 10. Josh Palmer, uh, who I'm very, very high on. You could get him in your, like your last round of your draft. Uh, MVS, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Rager. I should probably move Rager up a little bit, but I'm not. T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, McCall Hardman. Terrace Marshall, Brian Edwards, Tyrell Williams, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Van Jefferson, and the rookie Nico Collins. Let's see here. Tier of the Forgotten. Yeah, I'm not drafting Nelson Aguilar. I saw, I saw a shitty take on Rondell Moore today. Fucking idiot. Jacoby Myers. This needs to get... He needs to get up. I knew I had a guy. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Fuck. I want him ahead of Russell Gage. Here's going to be your PPR, little PPR darling. Jacoby Myers. He's ADP. Uh, as of this last chart, was 179. You're going to have to get him. Uh, some, drafts, some drafts he'll go either undrafted or right at the end. I would say tier I would say about round twelve is about right for him. Uh, let's see here. Cobb Lazard Tony Rashad Pyramid Slate Mims Demarcus Robinson Byron Pringle Mario Rogers Tim Patrick who I like. It's too bad there's so many people in front of him. KJ Hamler Steven Sims, who was just cut. He gone. Devin Funches. He gone. Uh, Quez Watkins, we got to... I'm going to move him up. I'm going to move him to the bottom of Tier 10, right behind Nico Collins. If you want to take a shot on him, very, very boomer bust. He's not going to be an every week starter. He's like a last, last pick type guy. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, James Boykins, Fulgon. <coughs> Pardon, Marquise Goodwin. Oh, Marcet. Oh, no, he wasn't cut. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Renfro needs to get brought up near the top of this tier. I want to see him this week again. Probably put him right above Christian Kirk. There we go. Danny Golden looked good actually this last weekend for the first time ever. No. I. I'm not moving to kill Harry up. Fuck him. He's fucked us over way too much. Done with it. That's it. I don't think there's anybody else I want to move up. Jalen Guyton's interesting, but like I said, I'm on Palmer, the rook. 
And as high as I put him in the tier, like I said, you can get him. You can get him. Obviously, last round type guy. So, let's move to the tight end. Okay, so you know, usual Travis Kelsey tier one, uh, Darren Waller and George Kittle in tier two. Uh, I actually got Darren Waller. Uh, here's the thing that I was talking about with drafts, with home league drafts. And I'm, I may not have covered this since last year. Your home leagues are going to be really running back heavy in the early rounds. We all know this, right? Do not feel forced to take a running back way ahead of where he should go, especially if you got stud wide receivers, stud tight ends. And I'm talking tier one, tier two. Home league draft this last weekend took Austin Eckler at nine and you know according to my chart I got my value I got stuck on the way back around running backs went heavy heavy all running backs up until my pick you know the fourth one of the second round so I had my choice between Travis Kelsey and Devonta Adams well I figured you know I can get another I can the way things are going, <clears throat> I can get another really. I can get a top end wide receiver. You know, someone within that. What what is it? Tier two. Uh, in the third round, and I was figuring maybe you know Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson. So I said, screw it. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Got him, uh, 16th pick overall. Uh, Third round comes around to me, and I was able to get Calvin Ridley. So, Calvin Ridley, a guy with, you know, overall pick 18, I got at, what, 24-9 and pick 33. So, I got 15 picks of value there. Comes back around in the fourth round, we got two flex spots that utilize tight ends. Darren Waller was well above the next set of wide receivers. You had guys like A.J. Brown. I believe A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin were gone. CeeDee Lamb was gone. Um, so I had guys like Robert Woods, Mario Cooper, Allen Robinson there. Uh, have Darren Waller rated higher. So I did uh, pretty much you know, the strangest thing that I could do. It took the second tight end. So I have my not only my top two tight ends, but the top two within the industry uh, in, this, in this league. Um, came back around to me in the fifth round, and I got Deontay Johnson. Came back around in the sixth, and I had DJ Moore. So my running backs are very... Are very uh, uh, weak uh, considering you know my guys are like Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams uh, Kenyon Drake uh, A.J. Dillon went way too high so I wasn't able to get him um, just basically just let the draft come to me and just use the actual you know tier ranking chart to my advantage and I f- feel very confident in that team 
you know, running back not being all that great. But, you know, then the DeAndre Swift news came out, so Jamal Williams is looking good. Again, Gus Edwards is guaranteed a roll, so I had take a look, see what happens in week one, and see if I'm going to start one or the other. So it is what it is. You, you just got to do what you got to do, and then you can just fill in running back through the waiver wire. Um, we'll look at, you know, strength of schedule and whatnot and see what we can come up with. But any which way. So tier three, you got Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, is dealing with, I believe, an AC joint sprain. Uh, should be fine to start. Should be fine once the season starts, but uh, just kind of keep an eye on that. He might drop a little bit, to be honest with you, uh, from his uh, 61 overall. So, but uh, tier four: Mark Andrews, Logan Thomas. I've got Tyler Higby above Noah Fant. I know that's been kind of um, talked about. A lot of people like Fant a lot more than Tyler Higby. They have Higby way down. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I've got it what? Tight end 10. Should probably move that down, but we're already going to move Adam Troutman down. He's hurt. So let's get him down. Ooh, we're going to put him down by Ferkser. I don't know what's going to happen there. So we'll stay away from there. It sucks for my Scott Fishbowl team, but it is what it is. Um, so Tier 5, Dallas Goddard, Robert Tunyon, Irv Smith, Mike Gazicki, and Evan Ingram. Tier 6. Janu Smith, Hunter Henry, Anthony Ferkser, Troutman, Blake Jarwin, Rob Gronkowski, Dan Arnold, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Jared Cook. To finish that one off. I'm actually going to move Zach Ertz up. I think I'm going to put him right behind Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to move him up. Maybe I'm going to move Dallas Cotter down. Maybe I'm going to move him. I'm going to put him behind Tunyon right now. Same tier, just spot down. Just kind of show that I'm kind of cooling off on him. I'm going to move the rookie Pat Fryermuth up, but not in. We're going to keep him. Uh, we'll put him right above C.J. Uzuma from Cincinnati. That looks good. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Juwan Johnson, who should be a wide receiver, is actually a tight end. Oh, Khalil Waring. Where did he go? Oh, Christ. I can't remember where he went. Oh, he got traded in New England. New England. Get that straightened up. 
Oh, good old dick rod. I think that looks pretty good, actually. Oh. Tim Tebow is no longer a tight end. Cut his ass. Do, 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 do. I think we look pretty good there. I think we're good at tight end. Alright, defenses. Rams, douche canoes. If you're new to the program, douche canoes are Washington until they get a new team name. Uh, Bucks, Browns, Dolphins, Patriots, Broncos in Tier 2. For Tier 3, Colts, Chargers, Steelers. Yes, that's where I have the Steelers. Talked about it. Weak secondary. Uh, Bills, Ravens, Vikings. Tier 4, Cardinals, San Francisco, and the Chiefs. I think those are all good. That Bears defense, though, ugh. They're the start of the tier of the forgotten, but I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't fucking trust them with a ten foot fucking pole. I'd rather do I'd rather do Giants and Seahawks, really. Philadelphia's defense hasn't looked worse shit either. So just kinda keep an eye on that. Um I'm gonna get this all sent out tomorrow. I'll make the actual tier chart on a Word on a Word document for everybody. Kind of like how the other one was with the draft guide. And that'll make it easier to print out. Uh, you won't have any worries on whether or not this shit's going to pop up all the way in the order. Because, I mean, we have the ADP all the way back to the fucking draft week. So, um, that's all good. Like I said... If you do not have a copy of the draft guide, you're more than welcome to DM me on Twitter, Instagram, hit me up on Facebook Messenger, uh, Dennis M. Roy over there, and I will get those out. That I will get that out to you as soon as I can this weekend. Um, I think that's about it. I think that that's about it. So what did we learn? What did we learn? We've got new tier rankings because. You're also learning that I'm the fucking best. But um, don't, be a, don't be a true dick. Don't be a true dick. And uh, definitely don't fucking worry about fucking canceling people because in the end, all you're going to do is end up canceling yourself. So, hey, this is D-Roy. Getting the fuck out of here. I got to go to bed. I got to get up for fucking work, motherfuckers. Peace out. Glad to be back.